0: Here is how I freelanced my way to $10,000. And it wasn't an easy road, because first I started off asking for less than what I was worth. And this is what you have to do, because when you're dealing with the unknown, you're dealing with being unknown, you have to stand out. And to stand out, maybe you have to give away your services. You have to try to get those first few clients. And that's essentially what I did. So I set up my Upwork profile. And this is a platform for freelancers to find, essentially, warm leads. These are companies that are looking for work. So Upwork is great in that sense because it essentially gives you Clients to reach out to. And you have the opportunity to make money through Upwork. And it's not easy because you're dealing with overseas workers that are undercutting the competition with their low rates. And then you're dealing with highly qualified people who are charging hundreds and hundreds per hour who deserve what they're getting paid for. And they have the resume to back it up. Now to stand out, you might have to offer less than essentially what you're worth. So I remember I was doing a marketing plan for a student. A student didn't want to do the marketing plan for their class, so they were on Upwork looking to have somebody do the marketing plan for them. I did the marketing plan, I think I made like $60 for three hours of work. I mean, it was much less than I've ever made doing anything but uh, that's okay it was experience and I got a five-star review reviews are everything tells people how good you are so that helped and then I did a website design for someone else I think it was two thousand dollars and it was like three months of work and a lot of back and forth and a lot of other projects kind of seeped in they, they kind of it's like scope creep, where you have more and more projects getting added on, but I literally made 2000 fixed amount, and I kept adding more and more projects on. Big mistake. Big mistake. You're supposed to outline what it is you're doing, and this is the amount you're charging. That's typically what you should be doing, but I didn't know any better, and I'm also really helpful and really nice, and I just want to give away everything, so... I ended up doing a bunch of email marketing campaigns and whatnot on top of this new website design. That's okay. I made $2,000 and it was a good partnership. Now all of these little projects added up to, I think it was about three months after signing on to Upwork, I landed this client. And they were taking a a chance on me because they were actually looking for someone with significant experience working with global brands. And I had no experience working for the Nikes of the world. And they wanted somebody to have this kind of experience. I didn't. But I still reached out and said, here's my proposal. Happy to help you out. Here's my marketing experience and they said sure yeah let's have a conversation and see if this might work and the initial conversation was oh I'm not sure if you have the experience and I think I I reached out and said well hey let's give it a try let's see what happens for the first few and see if it works and ended up working out quite well I got the job, and I got a few of the projects, and I was doing these presentations for this agency, and putting this all together, and I was making like $250 an hour, I mean, based on the kind of work that I was putting out, it was like, it equated to about $250 per hour, and it was interesting, at first it took me eight hours to do one project, so that would have been like maybe 40 or $50 an hour. Eventually I got it, so it was so streamlined that I was able to just pump out material after material. And this company kept sending me projects to do. So it was a nice little income stream. And then before you know it, I had made over 10000 just with this one client. Yeah, they were just giving me projects like it wasn't a problem at all. And I'm thinking, man, I should be charging more. Even though I'm making two fifty an hour, I should be charging even more. And the reality is, when you're dealing with major clients like the Nikes of the world, you can charge a lot of money. And that's the thing about getting to your first $10,000 is looking at those top end expert level clients, right? The ones that you think you can't do, those are the ones you probably should be going after because what you're trying to do is you're trying to stretch yourself. You're trying to say, here's where I am experience wise. Here's where I want to be. I'm going to stretch myself to see if I can do this because you could probably accomplish more than you think you can. And a lot of freelancers are maybe self-conscious about this, so they charge less. Designers, I come across a lot of designers who constantly undervalue themselves. They constantly say, "Mm, I only charge $20 an hour. When in reality, if they went after that higher quality of client, they could get you know, 100 $200 an hour. It's not a problem. What happens is when you're working with these clients, you actually work harder. You actually put out better quality work, and as a result, you get paid for it. But if you keep going after the lower end clients, in the back of your mind, you're frustrated. You don't put out the same kind of work, and you keep getting paid this amount because you're not valuing yourself to that level. So I was glad that I reached out because typically what you'll come across in this freelancing world is you'll come across companies that are looking for significant experience, experience that you simply do not have. And the first thing that you'll say is, no, I can't do it. I don't have 10 years of experience. And you'll skip it. That's a mistake. There are less people applying for these higher-end roles, okay? That means you can stand out. Put in your proposal, see what happens. You might be surprised. You might prove to them that you have the value versus the experience. I remember my first job as a marketing manager, I applied to the job, even though it requested that I needed 10 years of professional marketing experience. 10 years! I did not have 10 years of experience. In fact, I didn't think I was going to get the job, but I got the job because I had applied and not many people had. I think only three or four people had applied. So that's what you have to do is look at the experience, not so much as, oh, I need the 10 years. Look at more in terms of, hmm, what can I get out of this? Maybe, maybe I can offer something here. Maybe I can help somehow, right? Because there are these set templates in the world, right? Clients, potential clients, they're looking for a bunch of different things, and they're not going to get everything, but they put it out there and see what sticks. Your job is to say, okay, how can I be aligned with some of these? Because maybe that's enough to get me into the door and prove my worth because that's what you're trying to do, time and time and time again. But you might only need a couple of clients to get that first 10 grand in no time, because it really doesn't take long once you've established some relationships and you've proven that you get things done on time, the quality is there, and you're reasonably priced. Like for instance, a freelancer, won't be as expensive as a full-fledged marketing agency. Me doing these presentations for the client was cheaper than a professional presentation agency. And some of them charge like $10,000 a piece. I was charging 500 a piece, so it was, it was a no-brainer. And also, I molded into their system so that I almost essentially was like an employee. And it was quite effective. And I was... Responsive and I was easy to get a hold of. And I never missed the deadlines. So it just turned into $10,000. And that's what you have to do is look at how you can offer value so that you are continually being reached out for. Like, oh, you want the presentation guy? Okay, this is the presentation guy. This is the guy you got to use for presentations. He's... Just quick, and he gets it done and reasonably priced compared to the agencies. Go for him, right? That, you're trying to create this sort of story about yourself, this persona of who you are, what you're offering, uh, what you're offering, like who you're offering it to, right? And that's where you're going to get the serious money. Now, if we break this down, the $10,000, the road to $10,000, what's interesting about it is specific type of agency, specific type of offering, and flat pricing. Right. If we look at how I got this $10,000, it wasn't hourly pricing. I wasn't actually getting paid by the hour for these projects. I was getting paid by the presentation which worked out quite well because I was charging a lot, at least from my perspective I was charging a lot, compared to what an hourly person would get. Think about it. Someone says, oh, 250 an hour for a presentation or $500 for the whole presentation. What sounds better? Well, I mean, the whole presentation sounds better. 250 an hour is a ridiculous amount to pay. So hourly is always kind of a concern to me because you can always compare hourly rates, but if you have a fixed project rate, I find that you can set parameters and say here's what the deliverable is, here's what the value of the whole project is, and you can sort of package something into a much higher amount. And you don't have to worry about tracking your time, because i always not big on the tracking tracking time, but anyway, that's what worked for me, is these fixed project fees, because that's what I was able to get a lot of money for. You just have to be careful, though, is that you're not adding a bunch of deliverables, because then it just adds more and more time. And then a streamlined process. I was delivering projects based on a template that I had created, so it was very similar work. It became very repetitive to the point where I could outsource it to anyone. A child could almost do it. And that's what you want to get to, right? Is being able to deliver something that is essentially replicable across other clients. You see, I was working for an ad agency but i could work for many ad agencies doing the exact same thing helping to get the exact same top tier clients i could do that across the board for any ad agency all over the world it, it was rec- it was something that i could replicate and that's what you want to get to because if you're always learning how to do something, that takes time and that's going to cut into how much money you're making, so you want to make it so that it's essentially boring, but that's okay because you're going to get paid a lot more money compared to any other job that you could possibly have. I mean, what job out there is going to pay you $250 an hour? A lawyer? Yeah. A doctor? Sure. Sure. But a freelancer making that kind of money, it's unheard of, but it's possible. But you have to really establish what you're worth. And I struggle with this, this confidence in my ability to say, hey, this is what I'm worth and here's why. Now, once you get that first client, you deliver, right? And you get the results, look at those results and say, oh. These are awesome results, I need to hold on to these. For instance, let's break this down because I could use this 10,000, road to 10,000 example. I can break this down and say, look at the results that I actually put forth to make this 10,000. So I made the 10,000 because I literally generated millions in revenues for the agency. How I did that? Well. Every presentation that I put together would result in 10% conversion, meaning of the 10 presentations I put out there, um, one of them actually converted into multi-million dollars in revenues. We're talking 10 million plus. 10 million plus? Yeah, I think that's worth it, right? You're going to spend, say, well, if it was 10 projects... I mean, like $5,000, $5,000 to get that 10000000 million-plus client. I think a lot of companies would do that deal. They would do that deal. So you have to look at these conversions, right? You have to get really specific in terms of the numbers, the results. I can't tell you how many people I've come across who are like, well, I've done this thing for this client, and this is why you should pay me. No, 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 no. I produced this result for this client And this is why you should be paying me X, Y, Z dollars. And I remember going into conversations with other people. And I said, well, you know, I helped this client get like 10 million plus. And I remember someone saying to me, I hope you made a big commission on that. And I'm thinking, you know what? I wish I would have charged by commission because there would have been a lot more money on the table, right? Right. And when you're dealing with sales, when you're dealing specifically with bottom line numbers, you can charge a lot. So as a freelancer, right, what you want to do is look at the bottom line numbers. You want to say, how is what I'm doing generating revenues for the client? If you can figure out those numbers, right, then you can really charge a lot of money, much more than what I charge to get to 10000 right? You figure that out. You figure out exactly what it is that you do that increases the dollars in someone's pocket. Then you're flying high. <laughs> then you're you're off to the races. But here's what I'm seeing. Someone's transcribing words, right? They're, they're doing audio transcriptions and they're charging by the word very difficult to actually make any kind of money here. Unless you have a 100% accuracy rate, meaning no mistakes, then you might be able to get top-tier authors to pay you money because they don't want mistakes. Possible, but difficult to stretch that convincing argument that you're actually exchanging quality value here. You see transcribers sort of have a set amount, right? $400 will get me an entire book. It's like, there's not much wiggle room for that because it's based on accuracy. So that's tough, right? That's tough to communicate revenues. Might not be the best option, but a lot of people are doing it and it can make you a decent part-time income, but it's not going to get you over the hill. So it's when you're talking sales, marketing, That's when you really get into the dollars. What else? Well, design perhaps. For instance, designing presentations that can generate X number of revenues, right? So you're doing maybe a logo design. If you can communicate that your logo will generate $10,000 or what have you, then maybe you can charge a lot for your logo. A lot of people just say, well, my logo looks pretty. This is why you should pay me. Designers have the biggest challenge because they're literally making something that's qualitative, not quantitative, meaning it has qualities to it, but it has no dollar amount attached to it. It's all very subjective, right? A logo, how do you quantify a logo? How do you say it's worth $200,000? Now, if you're the guy who created the London 2012, Olympics logo. I think he charged like $200,000, but he had a number of different assets attached to it. There was an entire agency working on it, and the budget was there. But it was sort of like an impression, like this is something that will last for many, many years, and this is why I'm charging this amount of money. Tough to communicate, but still managed to make lots and lots of money on the London 2012 Olympics design versus someone, Joe Blow, that could have done the logo off the street, could have put it all together, charged maybe two hundred dollars, and it would have been the same somewhat kind of quality. But right, there's 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 art out there by Picasso, there's art by Basque, there's art by Vincent van Gogh, there's art by Leonardo da Vinci and they're worth more than other pieces of artwork at the same time. Why is that? Well, there's maybe some kind of impression, or some sort of feeling, perhaps, a qualitative feeling in the buyer's eyes, and that is why they're able to charge it. And they somehow manage to communicate that this is why it's valuable. It's much easier to quantify in freelancing, to say that your service generates this kind of result, it's much easier to put together. But at the end of the day, figure out what it is you can do, and it could be very simple. Figure it out and go for the top tier clients, right? I think I've maybe gone off on a few tangents here, but if you put it all together here, you're looking for top-tier clients, okay? You're ignoring all of the bottom-end, $5 an hour kind of work. You're, you're really actually going for the top-tier clients. And if you can't get the top-tier, do a few of those cheap projects to get your ratings up. But you could actually go right out of the gate and say, I'm going for top-tier clients, and here's who I'm going after. And all it takes is one-client relationship to get to that 10000 It worked for me to get 10,000 out of one client. So it's possible for you. And even if you don't have the experience, you might surprise yourself. So give it a try. Okay, that's my discussion. Hopefully that helps you on your road to 10,000. I think you need to give it a shot, give it a try. This is coming from someone who didn't have experience in freelance, and I just played around, and it worked. Um, Yeah, see how it goes, and have fun with it. Okay, bye.